0: Good morning! Welcome, Podcast 39, the Slam Poetry Podcast. I was out in Berkeley this past week at the Story Plough Story Plow Pub to go see Andrea Gibson and saw a number of other fantastic performers, so I wanted to do a Slam Poetry Podcast for you so you can fall in love with at least a couple of these. Uh, we've got a variety of topics from Very, uh, very sensitive and touchy-feely all the way to extremely comical and vulgar. And, uh, so without further ado, the podcast begins this week with a poem by Alvin Lau.
1: Asia, America, where have you gone? I've pasted posters in my searching, but now I've lost your face and meaning. You've become a tower of blank photographs that I rifle through while dreaming. You're a hundred skipping records, ballad of my eyes, I'm slanting. How now I fear the mirror as this search renews with passion. My Mandarin fell from my mouth and it drowned inside this poem. I can't find it in my broken Chinese or my father's dusty notebook. So Asia, America, you need to call me. Let me know where you've been hiding. I've torn apart too many paper cranes trying to find you in their wings and I have gone searching. I was scoured every inch of every city looking for the hints and trails and clues. The black ink, the passports, the photographs, whatever would lead me back to you. I felt the smell of cooking rice and fish searching for a city that would be home to me. But all I found is MSG imposters and gold Buddha statues waving greedily. I've lost you at sea to dance dance revolutionaries crip walking their way up the melting pot's back. Asia, America, I've written you a thousand love letters, hoping you'd find one and write back and I need to find out where you have gone. You are not in the tattoo parlors etching yourself in the shoulders of frat boys. Your blood is not mixed in the corporate flavor of a chai tea latte. You are not in the civics drag racing down Chinatown or the place I fucking do my laundry, but instead you are the life-giving river rippling up the crooked spine of my loving mother. You're the farmer's tan skin I rock like pride into the summer. You're the ambition that my father sewed into my body when he raised me so I can provide for my children what my parents never gave me. Asia, America, you're more than your keywords of hair and skin and eyes, but you're the reason I give my life to poetry. You're the fire that I speak, this tapestry I'm trying to weave, the little bit of crazy that always makes me want to spin this story of an immigrant family and their culture and their history. Like my mother in a cloud of cigarette smoke typing out her first book to the sound of crackling eggs, or my father who could punch my stomach as swiftly as any time card as a lesson in work ethic. This is what I do for you how I always fear that I'm the prodigal son who's forgotten the meaning of the word ancestry who's losing more words of his first language daily. Asia, America, when will you return to me? When will you deem me worthy? Exactly how many lonely litanies am I gonna have to write for you to come back to me? You gotta let me know so I can write every last one because there's gotta be a solution to this Rubik's Cube identity, a dictionary for this shifting terminology, the key that unlocks the mystery why neither Asia or America will ever feel like home to me. I need to know to what cross of stereotypes I'm gonna be crucified because in the coloring book of skin I need to draw outside these lines. My veins are trails that I would follow on the maps that you have drawn so you could whisper me your secrets, but I don't know where you have gone, but I swear I'll keep on searching until I find your truth. Asia, America, where have you gone and when will I find you?
0: All right, so that was Alvin Lau. You can find more about him at myspace.com slash alvinlau, A-L-V-I-N-L-A-U. Up next, we have a poem called Frank Sinatra by Katie Weersing, who came to the Starry Plow Pub and performed with Andrea because they are um, teammates on the Denver National Slam team. All those people out there in Denver, they, they know what they're doing. So uh, here it is. Take a listen.
2: If you are a six-year-old boy named Jordan who lives in Denver, Colorado, loves baseball, has a particular affinity for Frank Sinatra and teeth to make an accordion jealous, you already know more about heartache than I will ever understand about privilege. I call myself lucky. Like shiny pennies and lotto tickets are what's holding me above this murky water life so constantly keeps him flailing in. On nights the color of blood on a black and white TV where little boys learn too quickly what it means to be a man and men learn like dogs what it is to be afraid and people dress themselves in concrete and barbed wire and Jordan asks things of me I don't know how to give when he says, Miss Katie. I want you to teach me to dance like those guys on MTV because I think my dad probably dances like them and I always wanted to be just like my dad. So I spend the next hour teaching this little boy his father. Like a father is a history lesson and Jordan is sea walking all over his dad's past mistakes. It takes every muscle in your body to wear resentment like armor, but Jordan's sporting nothing but love me as he pop and locks out those feelings that make us feel weak, stopping only to say, thank you. I know my dad would be proud. If understanding is an art form, Jordan is the Barishnikov of social grace. Betting his share of the present on the future, banking every misery on a happy ending, tells me he is learning to dance because there is no use pretending, says Miss Katie. My mom's real sick and my little baby sister is still sleeping inside her belly and she's not going to make it either. So today, Today I want you to teach me that ballet dancing because I know my baby sister would have been a beautiful ballerina. Jordan lives like the heart is a weapon of mass destruction and kiddos gonna bleed all over you till you're so covered in love you'll forget what you ever dressed yourself in previously. And I dance. Like the soul is a butterfly And I'm sprouting wings head to toe So in our ways we teach each other Things we never knew we knew And I know when he says sick That his mom is afflicted With the worst four letters Ever put next to one another Given meaning, symptoms, and no cure The next week goes by in a blur Until the day Jordan comes back to class Even I know dance won't save The dying mothers of little boys Who tell me things like this Miss Katie, this past week, I really haven't felt much like dancing until this morning when I found this. And those tiny little boy hands reached out to me an old worn out Frank Sinatra cassette tape. He says, my mom used to sing me to sleep with this music and so today, I think maybe today she'd like it if we danced to this. And I watched that little boy dance out the fluid poetic movements of his mother and I have never seen anything more beautiful than her.
0: I really enjoy that poem and and I would encourage you to check on Katie's MySpace page uh, as well as all the poets here. Check on their websites and find out when they're coming to your town because really you can't can't understand what it is until you've seen a performance live. So um, up next we have my favorite poet andrea gibson from denver and the uh, first poem that i have for her the only poem is uh, dive and um as i have all of her cds i would highly recommend you go on cd baby and do a search for her and you can find her at andreagibson.org a-n-d-r-e-a-g-i-b-s-o-n.org here's dive
3: i often repeat myself and the second time's a lie I love you, I love you. See what I mean, I don't, and I do. And I'm not talking about a girl I might be kissing on. I'm talking about this world I'm blissing on and hating at the exact same time. See, life doesn't rhyme. It's bullets and wind chimes. It's lynchings and birthday parties. It's the rope that ties the noose and the rope that hangs the backyard swing. It's a boy about to take his life, and with a knife to his wrist, he's thinking of only two things. His father's fist and his mother's kiss, and he can't stop crying. It's wanting tonight to speak the most honest poem I've ever spoken in my life, not knowing if that poem should bring you closer to living or dying, drowning or flying, because life doesn't rhyme. Last night, I prayed myself to sleep Woke this morning to find God's obituary Scrolled in tears on my sheets Then walked outside to hear my neighbor Erasing 10,000 years of hard labor With a single note of his violin And the sound of the traffic rang like a hymn As the holiest leaf of autumn fell from a plastic tree limb Beautiful and ugly like right now I'm needing nothing more than for you to hug me And if you do, I'm gonna scream like a caged bird See, life doesn't rhyme Sometimes love is a vulgar word Sometimes hate calls itself peace On the nightly news. I've heard saints preaching truths that would have burned me at the stake. I've heard poets telling lies that made me believe in heaven. Sometimes I imagine Hitler at seven years old, a paintbrush in his hand at school, thinking, what color should I paint my soul? Sometimes I remember myself with track marks on my tongue from shooting up convictions that would have hung innocent men from trees. Have you ever seen a mother falling to her knees the day her son dies in a war she voted for? Can you imagine how many gay teenage lives were saved the day Matthew Shepard died? Could there have been anything louder than the noise inside his father's head when he begged the jury, please don't take the lie? of the men who turned my son's skull to powder and I know nothing would make my family prouder than giving up everything I believe in still nothing keeps me believing like the sound of my mother breathing life doesn't rhyme it's tasting your rapist breath on the neck of a woman who loves you more than anyone has loved you before then feeling holy as Jesus beneath the hands of a one-night stand who's calling somebody else's name it's you never feeling more greedy than when you're handing out dollars to the needy it's my not eating meat for the last seven years and. In the kindest eyes I've ever seen in my life on the face of a man with a brand and iron in his hand and a beat down baby calf wailing at his feet it's choking on your beliefs it's your worst sin, saving your fucking life it's the devil's knife, carving holes in your souls so angels will have a place to make their way inside life doesn't rhyme, still life is poetry, not math all the world's a stage, but the stage is a meditation match you tilt your head back, you breathe when your heart is broken, you plant seeds in the cracks and you pray for rain, and you teach your sons and daughters there are sharks in the water but the only way to survive is to breathe deep and dive
0: so that was Dive by Andrea Gibson and I think uh, one of the really interesting things about her is that uh, she's a teacher if I remember correctly she teaches kindergarten and so you have this kind of melding of two worlds of someone who sees all the filth and grime and just terribleness in the world but at the same time through the eyes of these children sees uh, all the promise and hope and wonderment and joy that's out there and um, she really has uh, a wide variety of uh, I guess emotions that present themselves through her poetry Um, but I mean she writes some of the most uplifting poems and some of the most uh, just harsh, harsh poems uh, that I've heard. So, um, I would really recommend her. Up next, we've got somebody from the Bay Area, Jamie DeWolf, who is the MC at Tourette's Without Regrets. First Thursday of every month out in Oakland. And this is... Oh, no. We'll, we'll just switch him around. This is his track, Bumpin' Uglies.
4: Anytime a woman ever asks me, does this make me look fat? My answer was always, honey, absolutely." fucking You look like a hippopotamus in a tubing with a sumo wrestler and a pigsty. Like the notorious B.I.G. got locked overnight in the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. You are a nasty, functified sewer hag. You might as well wear a garbage bag or a burlap sack, because you can make mirrors grind themselves back down to sand. Shut the fuck up and stop asking me that. You need me to rip out your own eyes, turn them around to show you that you are hot. You are beautiful. You got a mouth that make me get in a car wreck. Lips that could suck an eyeball out of its socket, it. And ass that hobbits could light their pipe weed off of, because that shit is Smoking. When you get naked, angels strangle themselves with their own halos as to be the first temptation of Christ. That's why it came 2,000 years before you were born because even God couldn't stand a prayer before you. I could get a hard on watching you clean your ears with a Q-tip. <laughs> even if you use menstrual blood as lipstick, baby, you are so hot, I want to rip out my teeth with pliers just so I can grin bigger when I see you. You are so beautiful. I shouldn't be left alone with you at your own open casket funeral. Yeah! Look at ya! Standing in front of the mirror saying, I think I'm getting a gut! What are you? Kate Moss and a coke binge? You should have the guts to have a gut! That's why they call them Guts! Shut the fuck up! I will make butt freaky love to you until you're so old and wrinkled that you can fart dust! But hey, what a surprise. Another woman who's unhappy with their bra size. honey. What if a bunch of men decided that our God-given testicles just weren't big enough and they sag too much? So now I got a ball job, so now we can rock these bad boys in a zika. Go ahead, stop wearing makeup and it'd be like a chicken with no wings who couldn't even give a flying fuck as you are top shelf and you have raised the bar. And I will kiss every zit on your ass to show you flesh is an insult to what you are. Your body is the word fire spelled out in braille. And the blind could feel your heat even if it was sent through the mail. And if you're as beautiful on the inside as you are on the outs, I bet you have the hottest spleen no one has ever seen. So spit out that taste of the feet. Shake that. Put an ass on two left feet. Come on over here and love me. Girl, let's bump uglies. Cause even with the meat cleave off your bones, I would grab this microphone to scream that you are hot. You are beautiful. So break your mirror with your fist. Do whatever it takes for you to admit there's no refunds in our bodies, so you just gotta own it because the most beautiful people in this life are the ones who never know it.
0: Jamie DeWolf there um from Tourette's Without Regrets. I would definitely recommend if you uh if you're in the Bay Area go check it out first Thursday of the month uh at the Metro Opera House I think at 2nd and Broadway in Oakland and um so to follow that up, I asked Andrea Gibson last week who her favorite poets were, and one that she instantly messaged uh, mentioned was this guy, uh, Buddy Wakefield, out of Seattle. And he's a fantastic poet. He competes all the time nationally, and I think he's touring quite a bit. So um, here is his uh, poem about his mother, called Guitar Repair Woman.
5: My mother told me, if you ever become a rock star, don't smash the guitar. There are too many poor kids out there who have nothing, and they see that shit when all they want to do is play that thing. Boy, you better let them play. Okay. if she ever starts in on one of these lectures, your best bet is to pull up a chair, chief, because mama don't deal in the abridged version. She worries about me so much, some days it's like watching windshield wipers on high speed during a light sprinkle. And I gotta tell her, Ma, you're making me nervous. She was born to be laid back, y'all, I swear, but some of us were brought up in households where carefree is a stick of gum, and the only option for getting out is to walk faster. The woman can run. In high heels. Backwards. While double-checking my homework, Bursting my bubble, rolling enough coins to make sure I have lunch money, and preparing for a meeting at my school on her only day off so she can tell Miss Goss, the music teacher, if you ever touch my boy again, big lady, I'll bounce a hammer off your skull. I remember her doing these things swiftly and with a smile in discounted thrift store business suits that she wore just bright and distinguished enough to cover up 30 years of highway scars trucking through her spine. Some accidents you don't need to see, Rubbernecker. Keep moving, because she made it. She's alive and she's famous. We can stretch Van Gogh paintings from Seattle, Washington to Binghamton, New York, and you still won't find the brilliant brush strokes it takes to be a single mother, sacrificing the best part of her dreams to raise a baby boy who on most day she probably wants to strangle we disagree a lot for instance mom still thinks it's okay to carry on a conversation full throttle at 7 a.m. whereas I think oh I'm sorry I don't think it's seven in the morning but we both agree that love y'all love makes no mistakes So at nighttime, when she's winding down and I'm still writing books about how to get comfortable in the skin she gave me, I see rock stars on stages smashing guitars and it is then when I want to find them a comfortable chair, get them a snack and introduce them today like this is my mother, Teresa B. Olson, runner of the tight shift, taker of the temperature, lever of the light on, lover of the underdog, mover of the mountain, winner of the good lifekeeper of the hope, chest guitar repair woman and I am her son. Buddy Wakefield, I play a tricked-out electric pen, thanks to the makers of music and metaphor, but I do my best to keep the words in check, and I use a padded microphone so I don't hurt you, because sometimes I smash things, and I don't ever want to let her down.
0: All right, so that was Buddy Wakefield, W-A-K-E, F-I-E-L-D, uh, spoken word artist from Seattle, definitely recommend he's got i think he's got several cds uh you can find it at buddy you can also find more information at myspace.com slash buddy and uh he's got some great stuff so uh, up next we're going to turn it to uh, a bit of an erotic scene we've got two more two more poems uh the first by rc Woslawski, out of canada and then uh we're going to finish up with mike mcgee but here's rc with move the mushroom
6: at first i thought it was all illusion the way a cucumber can become a knife as soon as you turn your back on it i was too used to the taste of martyr on my breath and too accustomed to entering every room scar first But you saw beyond the dead buffalo on my prairies and offered me a painting. A painting of you painting me the color blue with the world's most erotic paintbrush tickling my balls and drawing a tiny smiley face on the tip of my cock. I am wearing a gas mask, but otherwise naked, in front of a Christmas tree while our 23 radioactive children run about the room eating pierogies, chopping firewood, and watching It's a Wonderful Life. My friend Deanna used to tell me, Randy, you're a really great guy, but you're so weird. That didn't stop you. You saw it for what it is, an invitation for you to be you around me sans regret, vulnerable as a feather. So you opened your castle, laid down your drawbridge, offering me hospice, and I stumbled towards you, tripped on a carrot, and I fell headfirst into your moat, suddenly remembering I could swim. You make me want to move the mushroom, to horsebite our narrative with a ceiling fan, and turn the walls between us into licorice, feed them to a thousand giggling children, until their spit turns black and they drool all over themselves. You see, I've fallen too goon deep into your flower bed, and I'm trying to say I need you to teach me about dwarves and vomit. Not necessarily specifically dwarf vomit, but if that gets your motor running, then I'll supply the gasoline. And in return, I'll protect you from zombies and the birds they use to conduct their evil because no one should go through this life fearing zombie birds. And sure, some women can sometimes be like zombies, But instead of brains, it's babies that they're after. And yes, I'm suggesting, even though I am a vegetarian, I'd eat a baby for you. A chubby one whose parents don't love it. Perhaps even an orphan covered in honey and puffed wheat. And yes, this is all distraction to keep me from saying I love you. Because sometimes when I say it, it feels more like a curse than a blessing. And I fear it would send you running from me. This beast bled dry in the desert with a crucifix stapled to his dick. But what the fuck? I love you. Somehow you've aspartame the wild-eyed diabetic in my underwear. You've rendered me to eyelashes. I want to build you a porch. Where you can eat oatmeal in the morning, and I can tell you all the strange thoughts going on in my head, and we can be poetry together. I can't stop smiling when I'm around you. There's nothing but ache in my heart when you're gone. Not with me, in my arms, stopping time.
0: That was R.C. Weslowski letting us know that weirdos need love too, you know. Uh, and i love i love his creativity uh with his work and uh i would highly recommend you you can find him at uh, myspace.com/rcweslowski w e s l o w s k i so uh, that actually reminds me i met somebody at a party this weekend who did the advertising for comcast and the Slow skis and um he was telling me that he's got legions of old people writing in to the Slowskis, being like, yeah, everything is moving too fast these days. I'm happy that you're happy to be slow. I'm slow too. (laughs) And there is actually a dedicated person at his ad agency who responds to these emails and voicemails, which I think is priceless. I think that would be a a great job for a more creative person. Um... So, uh, finally, in the podcast this week, we end with the mighty Mike McGee. You can find it Mike McGee, M-C-G-E-E, dot net. And this is his poem. It's about a love affair, and I'll let him tell you with what.
7: This one is a, it's a love poem. This is a love poem. This is the first love poem to a specific substance, one we're all familiar with but rarely considered during times of nasty... That substance is pudding. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I need you to pretend you are not here for these words, for they are very personal. I am concerned with your safety. For those of you who wish to stay and experience gourmet eroticism, please, visualize along with me. (laughs) Picture a buffet unlike any other, where beautiful people of your dreams have gathered to feed you the silky delicacy known as pudding. Imagine that they are so enveloped by ecstasy, so into the feast, they keep referring to this magnificent substance as pudding. So drawn to it, they forget the letter G. I would like to take a moment to speak directly to that in which this poem was written. Hello, pudding. I miss you, baby. Tonight I long to be near your bowl with a tiny spoon so that I can take my time and enjoy you. I want to hold you with my mouth, caress your shapeless existence with my tongue, to watch you do that gelatinous jiggle you do so well just before I consume you with all the passion I learned from Bill Cosby himself. God damn you, pudding! How dare you disguise yourself? Who will you be tonight, my sweet? Maybe a bowl of tapioca, a taste of butterscotch, or will you be more complex? Donning a vanilla chocolate ripple, hiding away in my freezer, hugging a stick, and only succumbing to the name Pudding Pop. Oh, Pudding! (laughs) As Dave Chappelle once said in the film Half-Baked, you are my only friend. (laughs) Temptation is for the weak, so please, call me Weekly Weakerson when I'm near you. (laughs) Me and my band, the Weak Tones, will play you songs of desire and merriment. I will summon the spirit of Bill Cosby and say to you this... Zipper zang, keeper dang, sas a bees a damn. Ha! Because you see, with the jello pudding, you gotta do the humpy hump. Ha! Kodak moment. And if that doesn't work for you, I can always put on my Marlon Brando costume—the one that seems to turn you on the most, the one that gets you all thick and creamy. Whole oh, pudding. I could just drink you from a straw out in my front yard, naked, in an inflatable kiddie pool, full of you. (laughs) The envy and confusion of those walking by would make it worth the effort. We interrupt this poem to bring you viable content in an attempt to make this poem more accessible to a broader audience. Peace in the Middle East, holla at a play, a word to the nerd, my father never loved me, I want to make a difference, I suck, you suck, bushucks. Now back to the poem already in progress. I could cover myself with you. I could cover myself with you and go as you to a masquerade ball. People would want to lick you off of me, but I would say, No, I will lick me! Because I have a tongue and a book on yoga. However, our love is limited, for I have discovered that my colon cannot tolerate our passion much longer. For you are composed with the blood of milk, and I should rather die than make you with water. So let us call for one last night of nasty. Then we will have but hope and memories to keep us warm at night. And forever I will spell love. P-U-D-D-I-N. I I forget the next letter. But know that my love for you will never be consumed.
0: So that's it for the Slam Poetry Podcast. Uh, On January 29th, 2007 if you want to know any more you can find it out at academic.org where i will post all about this week's podcast and uh, also give you the listing of sites for each of the different performers but don't do that too quickly because i'll have to do that this evening um on monday and um yeah have a great week and we'll see you back here uh, next monday